millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello there, my very good friends. Andy Murray here for What Culture Wrestling with something a little bit different today. Usually, when we sit here and we talk about potential signings for AEW, we talk about maybe this person in WWE would be better off going to see Tony Khan or, hey, wouldn't it be cool if this New Japan wrestler came through the hidden door? Today, I'm going to focus on some hidden gems, some wrestlers that you may not have heard of before, but I think based on what they do and what the AEW audience wants, if they showed up in AEW, tomorrow for a day for a month for heck the rest of their careers it would be awesome instant hits is what i'm talking about so let's get this thing underway i'm andy from what culture wrestling and here are 10 hidden gem wrestlers who would blow aew fans minds number 10 el hijo del vikingo this was such an easy choice vikingo at 24 years old is already the most exciting high flyer on the planet he has balance agility and athleticism comparable to anyone else who's ever done it and yes i include ray phoenix in that conversation that's not to say that Vikingo is a better wrestler than Ray Phoenix, but he is the preeminent moves wrestler in the world. And when I say moves, I'm talking capital M and ending with AZ. He's a video game character come to life, the kind of guy who does the impossible every single time he steps into the ring. And hey, Kenny Omega already wants to wrestle him. I'm so excited about that. I've taken my glasses off. That's an easy in. Let's do the thing. Number nine, Aussie Open. Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis may already be signed to a major wrestling promotion if it wasn't for that pesky coronavirus. They were making some major waves in Europe before the whole thing hit, the world shut down, and they had to go back to their native Australia. But they're back on the scene now. They're active in Rev Pro in particular, and they've just joined Will Ospreay's United Empire. You have to think with something like that going on that maybe they'll be heading over to New Japan once traveling is less of a ball. And if they do go to New Japan and sign there and kick all kinds of ass, they can just walk through the hidden door and it would be awesome. These guys are big enough, strong enough and beefy enough to hoss almost anyone around the ring. But on top of that, they're also more than capable of keeping up with any kind of pace. They can wrestle to whatever speed they need to, be it slow, fast and everything in between. And that would stand them very well in an AEW tag division that often moves like lightning. They're unlike anyone else in the company at the moment and I think they would do great. Number eight. 
Shane Mercer. The appeal of Shane Mercer is pretty straightforward. The guy looks like two separate bodybuilders have been meshed into one. He has a moveset that is gloriously beefy and he exudes the kind of daft meathead energy that makes any wrestler a riot to watch. I mean, come on, for the most part, this guy's moveset comprises of throwing people in the air, catching them on the way down, throwing them up again, and then dropping them clean on their head, or at least hitting them so hard their head enters orbit. He is the kind of wrestler for people who pump iron in the gym listening to Madball, then go home and wash down their steak with a gallon of creatine. He is dumb jock energy personified. He is awesome, and I think he'd do a great job in AEW. Number seven, Yuki Ueno. If you've been watching DDT in 2021, you know that Ueno is in the midst of a tremendous year. He is a high level wrestler of the year candidate based on output alone. He had a tremendous run with the company's universal title and you could pick almost any of his best matches and really put them up there with anything in the world. He is blessed with a burning babyface spirit, not too dissimilar to Kota Ibushi, who he's often compared to. And he's kind of a similar wrestler in that regard. He's very diverse. He can strike, he can fly, he can hit the mat. But the thing that impresses me most about Ueno at 26 years old is the way he balances things. He can go out there and have a great match with an MMA badass like Yukio Sakaguchi and then fit a completely different blueprint as he showed against a more western style heel in Daisuke Sasaki. He's very good at interspersing his flashier moments when they make sense within a match and at 26 years old I think it's only a matter of time before this guy is considered one of the best in the world. He is perfectly suited to some kind of AEW excursion and the only thing that I can say like slightly negative about this is that if he went over I'd just like him to stick around a little bit longer than Kanusuke Takeshita did earlier this year. Give us Ueno for three months, it would be awesome. Number six, the Nueva Generacion Dinamitas. This is really simple. AEW is reportedly thinking about introducing a trios division. The NGD are one of the best, if not the best, trio in the world. And on top of all of this, they're no longer working for CMLL in Mexico. They're out of there. They're primarily working with AAA now. And AAA, as we know, are in a working relationship with AEW. Sanson, Cuatrero and Forastero are an excellent cohesive and fluid unit, one of the best heel groups on the planet in terms of how they isolate opponents, generate sympathy and take advantage with popping sequenced layered fluid passages of offense. They work together excellently and they can mix it up with the best of them. On top of all of this, they're just really great villains. Some of their offense is really flashy, but not to the point where you just want to leap out of your seat and cheer them like crazy. No, 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 they, they play their role extremely well, not in the same way as like a super click who are more westernized. These guys keep it primarily to the ring work rather than the character work. They'd be great fits wrestling with Death Triangle, with the Super Click, Jurassic Express, whoever you want to name. And if they're going to do a tournament or some kind of run of trios matches, you got to bring these guys in. They're among the best. Number five, Shuri. There are a bunch of different stardom wrestlers I could have picked for this slot because the promotion's having a hell of a year. And someone like Tam Nakano, I think, would do extremely well in American wrestling. But I've gone with Shuri because she's a vanguard performer. She can have 
a five minute match and make it awesome, a 40 minute match and make it incredible. She can work with anyone. She can mix it up in terms of styles and paces. She can do comedy. She can do more serious epics. She melds her MMA influences with a more traditional wrestling blueprint. Now that hybrid style, it's not the most unique thing in the world anymore, but Shuri takes it to the next level. She is great at imparting emotion in her matches and she can lift up a division around her. She's been one of the in-ring standouts and one of the best promotions in the world this year. And look, AEW and Stardom haven't worked a lot together so far, but Stardom is owned by Bushiroad, who also own New Japan. You have to imagine that there might come a time when that forbidden door will open. And if it does, Shuri should step right through it. Number four, Yuji Okabayashi. There are a lot of big, beefy powerhouses who could come into AEW and stand out immediately. Not that the company's short on those these days, but you can never have too many big, beefy boys, can you? Okabayashi, however, is the most exciting of them all because of his pure expressiveness. There are a lot of stoic, stone-faced badasses in Japan, not showing any emotion because they're just so damn tough. Now, Okabayashi can do that when he wants to, but it's not his bread and butter. He is an emotional guy. He pulls you into the struggle because he's so damn expressive. When he's angry, he'll turn a bright shade of red. And when he's firing up, he'll grit right through it. Okabayashi is awesome. He's got a simple moveset, but he's energetic and he's so much fun to watch. Getting up there in years, he's approaching 40, so he's probably not the kind of guy that Tony Khan's gonna try and wheel in in the long term. But if ever there exists a working relationship between Okabayashi, Big Japan Pro Wrestling, and uh, AEW, this is the guy you wanna come in. There's no better way for a wrestler to get over than to pull them into the struggle. And this guy is so good at it, that the language barrier, if it exists, wouldn't even matter. Number three, Dan Maloney. You might recognize Dan Maloney, actually. He competed in the 2017 UK title tournament for WWE and hung around in NXT UK for a while after that. On top of that, he's made a number of other appearances for the company since then. But this is a guy who's really transformed himself physically. I mean, look at him, he's a monster. Uh, and in terms of his performances, Dan Maloney has become a beast. He's one of the standout up and comers on a depleted UK scene at the moment. And if you don't believe me, go and watch his recent progress output matches with the likes of Cara Noir and Jody Fleisch. Let you see how this guy isn't going to be without a full-time contract for long. And why shouldn't it be AEW? Why not? I imagine WWE have got a close eye on the dude. I mean, some of his most prominent output is on progress, which is on the network. But Tony Khan should swipe in, absolutely. He'd be a great addition. He's still growing, but he could slot in right away. Damalone awesome and thumbs up for his improvement. Number two, Davey Richards. I appreciate that Hidden Gem might be a bit of a stretch here. Davey Richards has been at it for 20 years. He's five-time TNA Tag Team Champion. He was uh, part of Ring of Honor's peak era, for God's sake. But given that his current comeback tour is playing out on some of the independent scene's smaller stages at the moment, I think he fits a list like this. Davey has come back and he has not missed a step. He's still got those bursts of meathead energy and pure adrenaline of old, but he intersperses it with his Brazilian jiu-jitsu background now. He's quite content to grapple, work a limb, and then bring in some explosiveness when he needs 
needs to. He's a more well-rounded wrestler as a result of this. And on top of this, he's a well-traveled indie veteran who's been there and done it all. This would make him a great figure for AEW's younger wrestlers to learn from. And I think they'd relish working with him as much as he clearly relishes being an elder statesman on the indies at the moment. Bring him in, it'd be a great addition across the board. And at number one, Suzu Suzuki. The list of wrestlers who've had a more compelling character arc in 2021 than Suzu Suzuki is very small. In fact, if you ask me, it's pretty much limited to Hangman Page. She's only 19 years old and was already an accomplished performer before this year, but this year with her tour of just working these gnarly, grizzled, hardcore Japanese wrestlers in a series of escalatingly bloody and violent death matches, has been a sight to behold. Now I appreciate that deathmatch wrestling isn't for everyone, and to be honest, it's not always for me, but it's the traits that she has honed and refined in these matches that make her such a great fit and a great prospect as a whole. Suzuki is a diehard. She's got a spirit akin to Darby Allen in that she's willing to absorb all kinds of pain just to survive. I've watched matches where she's been dropped on her head, knocked with lariats, uh, sliced open with all manner of brutal implements, but still kept coming and fought to her very last breath. She is a tremendous do or die performer. She's a great bumper, great seller with great fire and some of the most creative counters in the entire business. It won't be long before we rightly consider her one of the absolute best in the world. And at 19 years old, you know, she's very young in her career. I don't imagine that it'll be easy to pull her away from the deathmatch world for long. And if she did come to AEW for a spell, it's not like she would be uh, getting attacked by scissors on TV every single week. But she'd be a great fit for the attributes she's built up through this run, and I'd like to see it. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 